Donato! This is Brock and Salk. Brock Hubert is my hero. Jay Buhner just punched me in the kidney. <laughs> on Seattle Sports. Are we going to do you on the internet? That really worked that way, Sherm. This is a show that has my name on it. It kind of does, though. Brought to you by Carter's Subaru, Volkswagen, and Acura. Now, here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Salk. Hello! Man, you college football fans are suckers. Unbelievable. So, it looks like most of you knew. I would say about... I don't know, 75-25 here on the text line. I'm kind of guesstimating. Said, yeah, of course we knew. A bunch of people saying that is preposterous. I had no clue. I didn't know colleges were doing that, but I'm not necessarily surprised. It's an old sales technique, and it kind of goes through from there. But then a lot of people saying, Salk, how could you not know this? Uh, This is news to me. That's a revelation. I thought NIL came from Booster. Yeah, that's what I thought. That, I assumed it was coming from boosters and local businesses. I don't know about these. What is it? Montlake what? On What is the thing called? The Montlake what? Montlake. What did you say Futures? it's called? Montlake Futures. I never heard of that. What is that? It's the collective. It's, that's the collective. Yes. So that's essentially their slush fund that they ask lo- just random Husky fans to pay into. What a scam. Why would you ever give a dime to something like that? What an absolute scam. What a complete and total ridiculous ripoff. That is the grossest thing I've heard since not paying the players to begin with. What an absolute joke. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe that's what's happening. I'm totally blown away and shocked. And you guys can say that that's crazy. I should have been paying attention to this. I don't really pay that much attention to college football until something like this strikes me. What? You guys are paying for your own team? That's insane. I don't think I want to wade too far deep into this. Flabbergasted by this. I mean, individuals have donated donated or have donations for tickets to college football and basketball teams and whatnot. This goes more directly to the players. I'm glad it goes to the players, but it's going to the players so that the universities and the networks can continue well, to pocket yes, all the I same profit. GL and you guys are having nicely. to foot the bill. This is why I don't watch college football. That sport is dumb. I don't know what else to tell you guys. That sport is crooked. It is dumb. The, the, the quality of the football is not good enough to warrant this garbage. I can't believe you guys are falling for this. Unreal absolutely shocked and chagrined today. I cannot believe this. I am blown away. Every single person associated with should just be ashamed. What a total joke. What an absolute joke. Let's talk about something else. I can't even like, I can't even continue to function. I think we probably should this. talk about something. I, I am want to talk about so... the puppy. Let's talk about the puppy. Mark my puppy's going to be so yes, sweet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If would anybody like to donate to my puppy, I could really use a new, uh, a new, uh, some new food. They're very expensive. You could pay my vet bills. I've been kind of on the fence as to whether or not I should get uh, insurance for the puppy. Would you guys like to pay for my insurance? I'll set up a little slush fund. You guys can all pay me like you know a dollar a piece. We got twelve or thirteen people that listen to this show. If you guys all gave me a dollar a month, I'd have twelve, thirteen bucks a month, and that would really help me offset some of the price that I would need to pay for my dog to have the kind of health care that I would like her to have. Why don't you guys cover the bill for me? What a joke. What an absolute joke. And I know what people are going to say. Because the next argument here should be, Salk, how is that any different from the government helping people or helping teams to build their stadiums? You're right. You're right about that. But I believe that those stadiums are used so much more so in the public good and in the public interest 
that I think it is at least an argument. I don't like that it has to go down that way either, but I guess maybe I've accepted it. This feels like it's literally coming out of your pocket. Like there's no middleman in the government doing it. It's literally just you. I, I'm I'm flabbergasted that this think is Think of happening. all those people who wanted to be a booster and never could. Now right. they can. I guess that's true. <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe that's the way I should look at it is, is you've just opened up the boosters and allowed it to be a little bit more of a you know, democratic. But man... I am so about, I am so, truly blown away. So about that other topic. <laughs> oh, you guys are done over there? <laughs> Justin's had enough. I don't know. It's a hard transition Puppies, to baseball, baseball after all that. Uh, I will tell you. Uh, no, the 509 says, thank you, Mike. Don't stop. Preach, Salk. Where did Salk think the NIL money came from? I thought it came from rich people in businesses. That has been my assumption all along, that it came from rich people and businesses. That, you know, rich people, the boosters who found ways to make, you know, $2 million donations to the school that were going to drastically change things. And I assumed local businesses that were, you know, doing endorsement deals with local athletes. We've seen that, right? Mm -hmm. We've seen that around here. And by the way, I don't really have a problem with either of those things. And I know that it's not not coming from that, but the idea of then turning to Joe Average Fan and asking them to kick in 50 bucks, that is, it just feels dirty. Salk Taylor has a good point back here. He says, you came up in politics. You should be used to this. Well, you'll notice I'm not still in it. People love to say crap like that. Like, oh, you're from the East Coast. You should be fine when it gets cold. I don't live there for a it's reason. It's kind of the same model. If you want your guy to win. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to yeah. donate to you it. Have an and, opportunity. And, I think, and I think that's a disgusting part of politics. I think that should be out of politics. Okay, I think that should be regulated as speech. <laughs> you want to talk about politics? No. no? All right. <laughs> well, anyway, all right. I guess I'm grossed out. I, uh, I'm sorry to have been so shocked by this. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, can't we don't, move forward. I can't. I'm stuck. I'm very much stuck. Did you learn anything else from G about the coaching search? Anything jump out to you? Just where they're at right now, I mean, I'm there. Dan Quinn, that could have been done at any time. I'm intrigued. Are they waiting for somebody that they can't talk to mm-hmm. right now? Or is this just all so that they can come back and say, you know what? We turned over every stone. We we checked everybody. And Dan know. was just the best. That's and where it I'm could with be you that. on that, Shannon. You think that's what's going to happen? Is at the end of that's, all this, they're going to say like we did it all? It was predetermined, but they're like, hey, you know what? We did, we did our due diligence. We looked at everybody. Still this guy. And the other thing. Do you think <laughs> Going they, back to the yeah. football. Do you realize that the UW made a $56 million decision in basically less than 24 hours mm-hmm. on their coach that they had to do that because of everything that we were just talking about? Right. And we're in what? We're now in week three of yeah, the Seahawks search? I saw somebody a comment on that the other day. I, I understand some of that frustration. The person who was doing it was more frustrated that it's taking the Seahawks so long. And I think that the one major difference is if the Seahawks were able to hire one of the other 31 coaches just currently coaching in the NFL, I don't know that it would take as long. But unfortunately for them, they can only hire for, you know, the coordinators. That's not why it happened in less than 24 hours. It had to because they It were has to or else you'll lose yes. everybody. I understand well, and that. and the transfer portal. It yeah, it's like a free agency and the draft were going on currently Understood. in the Making NFL. Making that kind of commitment, but those dollars under duress It's a lot just easier ridiculous. to hire a coach when you can just steal one from your competitors. They didn't want to. But they did, right? I mean, like, well, we got to hire a coach. Well, let's just take Arizona's coach. 
Like that that's a yeah, lot well, easier the game, than yeah. the process of, hey, what coordinator is out there and who else can I mean, that's just it's a very different Shana, what was your reaction to process. when Dan told us that they he he within ten days of getting here it had an offer to him. So that was October, mid October, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then by Thanksgiving had an inkling that things were happening. What was your your reaction to that? Well, thank goodness. But then it doesn't sound like they really made any kind of move until about three days before DeBoer left. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, he was on it, which is good, which is what you want to see from your athletic director. But that was just an, you know, direct because of what he saw from the agent. And he knew he'd been around. Oh, you hire that agent, you are looking to leave. Mm. Bunch of texts coming in, uh, two from Matt in Oregon I'll read. One says, how is it different from people being asked to donate to their church or religious group? I would say it's hugely different because of the television revenue that's already in the game of football that generally is not in whatever church or temple or whatever you happen to go to. I think that makes it a humongous difference. And then finally, Matt, we'll give him the final word on this. He says he would be happy to donate to fund a new alarm clock for Mora so that no one is subjected to me without Mora to check me ever song. again. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate oh, you. Oh, I thought he was going to say because the song's <laughs> No. I was like, people seem to like I it. Would I, pay, I would pay for somebody to go to your house and turn off your alarm so Actually, we get to hear you sing more our boss, often. Kyle Brown, told me yesterday that it's okay for me to be late if, yes. if I come with that. So, I, you know, I might just show up late more often. That sounds fine. Just make sure you sing. We'll come right back with everything you need to know. And then open phone lines with Shannon. Oh, this is going to be fun. Brock and Salk, Sales Sports on 710. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Who is going to be the next head coach of the Seahawks? This search has been going on a while, and in the meantime, everybody else has their guy, at least everybody other than the Washington Commanders, because these are now the only two jobs left. Dave Canales yesterday agrees to go to Carolina, and Raheem Morris is going to be the head coach of the Falcons. Everybody seems to love Raheem Morris. But what are you going to do here in Seattle? Field Yates on yesterday with Wyman and Bob says, yeah, nothing's really changed since the beginning of this whole thing. It felt like just within hours of that announcement dropping, it was already Dan Quinn to Seattle had generated a lot of steam. And it's logical in the sense that, of course, Dan knows pretty much everybody that's been in the building for quite some time. He's been a head coach himself. So you kind of have an idea of what he can bring to the table. He's a defensive minded man, which, of course, is important for a team that I think right now is in really good shape offensively and just needs to really, really figure it out on defense. So. My, my general sense is that, you know, we're still heading towards the Dan Quinn conclusion. That, But, but you know, this one of the great coaches uh, who's been around for a long time, Mike Tomlin, you know, this is how he got the job in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and maybe that person who's going to surprise everybody is Ajiro Vero when it's all said and done. You heard G talking about him a few minutes ago. And I don't know that I've said this a whole bunch of times and I'll say it one more. Because he is outside the outside the norm, because he is not, you know, the most popular coordinator on the most successful team, if he does get the job, I'm going to be pumped because it tells me he absolutely blew them away with his leadership, his organization, his communication, all of these traits that we all know are most important for a head coach in the NFL. If he's able to do all of those things and gets the job over people with a better resume, that would be an awesome sign and would tell me that hopefully the Seahawks got themselves a real good one. 
Here's the second thing you need to know. Yeah, we'll throw a little congratulations at uh, Devin Witherspoon. Don't know whether he's going to win yet, but the fact that he was even now a finalist for the Defensive Rookie of the Year award is awesome. He made some really nice plays this year. Want to rush four, and they do. Jones is going to throw. Throws near side. Ball picked up. Witherspoon comes near side. Down the sidelines. Jones chasing him. He cuts back inside. Picks up blockers. Still being chased. Witherspoon far side. 20, 15, 10, 5. He is in. Holy catfish. Witherspoon went a mile and a half with the interception for a touchdown. Yeah, and it was the ability to rush the passer, the ability to tackle, just the juice that he brought to this team and that defense every single game he played in. It's too bad that he's the size he is because you'd sure love to have that from a defensive end or somebody up front, but they needed it, and he brought it last year. Can't wait to see what he's got in his sophomore season. Here's the third thing you need to know. So the Kraken should uh, continue to get healthier. Matty Beneers could be back as soon as tonight with St. Louis in town. They could use him. Yanni Gord is definitely going to return as his two-game suspension has been filled. So at that point, you add two centers back into this lineup. You get a whole lot deeper. Shore comes back out of the lineup. Maybe Yamamoto at that point. And you get back to the team that you had a couple of weeks ago when you started to really get everything rolling with the amount of depth that they can throw at you four legitimate lines that's the kind of hockey that the kraken want to play and uh yeah they should be able to do it again starting tonight so looking forward to their future that is everything you need to know quarter past every hour here on the brock and salk show shannon dreyer is with us all day today i've got her ranking here all set and ready to go it's a it is a fascinating top five full of some offbeat answers that not everybody is going to be expecting. So I am looking forward to running through that here in about 25 minutes between now and then though, Shannon, we're opening up the phone lines. Are you prepared? When's the last time you just talked to callers? Is that something you've done in a while? I mean, I know you do the the post game show, but that sort of disappeared as yeah, a part of the post game show. Has not been a thing since for years. Matt Pittman, right? Since Pittman <laughs> yelled at uh, poor guy in Tacoma or whatever. Yeah, Don. Um, yeah. So when's the last time you talked to the people? I, I, it's been a long time. All right, well, I talk to the people all the time. But you you communicate over the radio, not so much. Right. Yes. <laughs> so. We're going to open up the phone lines, as we do on uh, on Fridays at 930-866-979-3776. The phone lines are, in theory, open for whatever you would like to call on. That's always the case for those people who get frustrated that we're only talking about one thing and not the thing you want. That's why we've always done this, to give you this 15 minutes here where you can set the agenda for whatever it is you'd like to talk about. But... I would assume, given the number of Mariner calls we always get here, and given that Shannon is here, I would hope to see or hear a healthy dose of some Mariner calls. If you want to talk about their offseason, if you want to talk about the you know something you expect to see happen, something you want to see happen, if you have a question for Shannon about available free agents or trade acquisitions, etc., now would be a good time at 866-979-3776. If you have a thought 
on who you would like as the next Seahawks head coach and how you think this is going to go down, we would certainly love to hear from you. Or if you would like to weigh in on my uh, recent discovery about the horrors of college football, you can jump in on that as well. Phone number remains 866-979-3776. Are you excited for this, Shannon? I think so. Are you worried about this at all? Are you Always. nervous? Yes. Is it nerve-wracking to have to speak to the to the commoners? Uh, no, oh, okay. absolutely not. But sitting next to you can be nerve-wracking. <laughs> Shannon does a great job, and <laughs> Shannon and I have known each other forever. As I've said many times before, Shannon was the only person in Seattle I knew when I moved here. Quite literally, Shannon was the only person I knew who lived here when I moved here. And I didn't know her well, but like I met her a bunch of times at Fenway and stuff like that. So Shannon was the only person I knew. When I moved here, and so and it uh, it's all my fault. <laughs> no, so Shannon unfortunately told me I should sorry. come, and I've been here ever I'm since. I'm sorry, I could have done a better job <laughs> with this. We'll be right back with your calls. It's Brock and Salk with Shannon Dreyer, Sales Sports on 710CLSports.com. This this is Brock and Salk. Back in mornings from six to ten on Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. Oh, it must be a fella Friday. We must be on the verge of the end of our week. If there's some fella cootie playing, that's right. It means the phone lines are open. Shannon Dreyer is in the building here hanging out. 866-979-3776. Before we do some ranking, Shannon, without further ado, let's hear from the people. We'll start with John and Lakewood today. John, what's on your mind? Hey, uh, I just want to ask Shannon who she thinks is going to be hitting in the three-hole for the Mariners this year. I think the rotation they had last year was not very great, and Julio wasn't uh, well-protected. So who do you think is going to do it, and is it Julio? I don't think it's Julio. Um, I think it'll be different if it's left or it's right, and I think it'll be different if they add another player between now mm-hmm. and then. Let's so, say they don't. Let's say the season starts tomorrow and you're facing a righty. I think it'd be Rayleigh. Okay. And if you're facing a lefty? Uh, I think it'd be Garver. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I don't know that that, like, feels great. It doesn't make it bad. But, John, I think it's a good question you ask because, you know, you look at where Garver hit last year for the Rangers, and it was 5-7 to for the most part. Oh, they had him 3 up up until he struggled. But if he doesn't strike, I mean, they had no problem putting him 3 there Mm -hmm. right away. Okay. I hope you're right about that. I hope you're right that that Garver is that guy. I mean, I I like him. I like that signing. He doesn't feel like a number three hitter to me, and maybe that's changed a little bit in the last few years, but I am kind of excited to watch that guy play. Let's run through these. 866-979-3776. Uh, you think Rayleigh's a legitimate number three hitter in Major League Baseball? I think we're going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't add another player. I think if they add another player, you could see something a little different. Something different. All right, yeah. let me try uh, Drew in Tacoma. Drew, what's going on, T-Town? Hey, thanks for taking my call, Salk. Uh, I just have a quick question for you. Do you know who the number three quarterback is on the all-time rushing list? Mm, that's a great question. Who's Who are the first two? Behind Cam Newton and Michael Vick. Okay. Um, Randall Cunningham? No. It is uh, Russell Wilson. Wow. And I just wanted to bring that point up because I feel like some people may not know that. And uh, I just felt like Russ kind of deserved that that credit in that, uh, that way. And I just wanted to ask you that. Well, I, I mean, I don't think that, that anyone is is poo-pooing the incredible start to the career that Russell Wilson had, are they? Uh, 
I don't, I don't think so, but I feel like he kind of gets painted in a negative light for some things that he apparently has done, whether that's off the field or in the locker room or sort of with teammates. And I just think that some people don't fully appreciate yeah. his career here in Seattle. That's fair, but can't both those things be true at the same time? I mean, certainly Russell's heroics were celebrated for the better part of a decade here in Seattle before things turned at the end and then the rest of the story started to come out and make a little bit more sense. Can't both those things be true at once? Uh, you know, I... I don't think I would disagree with that. I think you you're on the right track there. Um, I didn't think that far into it, so. <laughs> well, that's cool. Appreciate the honesty and appreciate the phone call. That was Drew. the best call yeah, ever. No, I appreciate that. You're absolutely. <laughs> that's great. You, no, I think I, I look. Russell's an incredible player, or was, but I think the problem is as those as those rushing yards deteriorated. You're right. Maybe he's third all time, but over the last couple of years here, they were going lower and lower and lower, and they've sunk even lower and. Russ didn't want to run anymore. Russ wanted to prove he could throw. I don't, I don't want to keep lit- relitigating the Russell Wilson thing this morning. So we'll keep running uh, through your calls. 866-979-3776 with oh, Mike and Edmonds. How did I know Mike was going to call today with Shannon in the building? What's up, Mike? Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Saul. Good morning, Shannon. Morning, uh, Shannon, you're the best. Oh, uh, thank you. So um, I want to talk about the Hall of Fame and the baseball records. Okay. Uh, I've been a runner for 58 years. Uh, to me, sport is mostly about the limits of human performance. And I know there's the fun aspect of fan cheering and all that, but I like to see just how good people can be without chemical enhancement. And I, I hate to think that the Hall of Fame should be re, renamed the Hall of Shame or the Hall of Infamy. And I really, really dislike Barry Bond smirking at us as he hits his way to the home run yearly record and the all-time record. Uh, just kills me. So I'm all for keeping those jerks out that cheated. And I know <clears throat> I know Salt's going to disagree with that enormously, but um, maybe Shannon will <laughs> pick up the slack for me. Thanks. It's kind of interesting. That gets me thinking because I know how I feel about those that have been proven to cheat or who mm-hmm. have been uh, suspended or had court cases that took all the attention away. And that gets me thinking when he talks about the longevity of career and what a human being can do, how much of the Hall of Fame is supposed to be a Hall of Fame support or celebrating players and how much of the Hall of Fame is to be celebrating the entire game Mm -hmm. if it is the entire game and i don't have the answer to that if it is the entire game then as you brought up mike earlier it was such a part of the game it was a part of the game in you know the era is it a situation where there's an asterisk no i don't think so for me if it's about the best all-encompassing players and everything that surrounded them if it's about the players then to me, no. If it is a museum and it's the entire history of the game, maybe I open way. that door a little bit maybe more. I do, maybe I do view it more but that way. But for me, way, I'm looking at the as the players. Those guys were the best players of their generation, and they were, you know, essentially watching as the league looked the other way because the league didn't want any part of changing the Maguire Sosa home run chase. They didn't care. The league knew that they needed some way to bounce back from the 94 strike, and it succeeded. 
because they had the craziest home run chase anybody had ever seen, and it brought baseball back to the forefront, and it stayed there it through artificial. the mid-2000s. It was artificial. may have been, but people sure liked watching it. I loved watching it. I know I'm not alone, and those are the best players who played. 866-979-3776. Shane is in Mount Vernon. Shane, good morning. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me on. What's up? Uh, quick question. I want your opinion. Uh, we have, you know, Brian Wu, Bryce Miller with the Mariners, um, controllable contract. And as you guys were just talking about on one of the first calls, we don't have a bat to protect Julio. Yes, Garver's okay. It's nice to have Hanniger back, but we need someone with Julio who's actually going to be an impact bat. And okay. we have all these arms, pop. 10 Cy Young predictions just came out, and the Mariners have three arms with Logan Gilbert, George Kirby, and Luis Castillo. We have the foundation of the starting pitching, but we need the offense, and we saw that be the issue last year. So what's it going to take for Jerry to make a move? And what bats are out there, whether it's the free agents like Soler or uh, making a trade like Brian Reynolds, there was a conversation last year, like, what do you guys see happening? Because something has to change if we Mariners want to get over this hump. Well, if you take away your absolute strength right now, it's not going to matter who is protecting Julio. If you buy into protection. Yeah. There if you was, buy into there, protection, there was it's the just idea not going yesterday. To I saw Jim Bowden. Now you can say what you want about Jim Bowden, but he did float the idea yesterday that's been out before that the Mariners would trade one of their young starters and then go sign uh, uh, Blake Snell. Yeah, that I was don't entertaining. Believe, I don't believe that would happen, but he's continuing to throw that out there as a possibility, even after an offseason in which the Mariners have shown no interest in, in doing anything like and that. And I think that's key. There's no interest in every conversation that I've had, in every feeling that I've had that's not happening and i'll say to you this if they had that money to spend on blake snell wouldn't they have that bat right now right like wouldn't you rather just spend it on bellinger that <laughs> like bat it, would be here right, we would like, not have had the off season right. we would money. not have endured what we have endured this off season you just go if that spend was it on was Soto or on bellinger or on or on or on yeah I and the other thing that i will say is there are different ways to win ball games and you are not going to out hit the texas rangers what you can do is you can out pitch them and if they are going to throw their wins mm-hmm. into the pitching, then you've got to keep that pitching nope. strong, and you've got to have the depth, and that's something that you've had the the issue with. I, you can't I, yeah. pull away when you do not have that depth. I don't love their pitching depth, and I think they need more in the bullpen. Those would still be the two things that I would like to see them add. As crazy as it sounds, yeah, it would be great to add a Jorge Soler. Sure. If you had an unlimited budget, that would be great, but I was more bummed when I saw Matt Moore sign. I was more bummed when I saw Hader sign. I think those are players that actually you could use a little bit more right now. 866 Three seven seven six. Let me try Evan in Puyallup. What's up, Evan? Good morning. Hey, thanks for having me. My uh, my question's for Shannon. I feel like the Mariners have had a horrific offseason. I feel like the team's worse than it was last year as of right now. Um, why should we have any hope that they're going to make a move or do something to make us more competitive? The one thing that I think is getting missed right now, and I understand why it's getting missed, is because this has been an absolutely horrendous offseason for the fans. Your Mm -hmm. expectations for what it could be, uh, what it could look like, have not looked like that. All the while, 
they have been assembling a team that I know it's not as fun as a big name, but if you look at the big projection systems, if you look at the zips, if you look at the steamer, if you look at the numbers, I think you'd be surprised where this team is in that regard. And they are in in both both projection systems, by both projection systems, their final war numbers are second best in the division. Mm-hmm. And behind are higher Houston, than they were a year ago. And are higher than a year ago and behind Houston in both cases. The projections do not like the Rangers right now. And the Angels and the A's, uh, not even in the conversation. The thing that I was encouraged with when I saw that, and I'm not a huge fan of projections, but if you can look at it and say, okay, that makes sense, mm-hmm. then it feels a little bit better, is those projections are not based solely on pitching. is what, And that's what you would think it would. Yeah, I, th- I assume they have Julio having a better year than he did a year ago. They have that. They have, they have Cal, Cal as the best catcher growth. in the division. They yeah. have uh, J.P. Crawford, the second-best shortstop behind, um, behind Seager. They like Ty France. Uh, they like the bullpen, even though you and I don't like the bullpen. And then you add the best pitching and the, mm-hmm. the the best starting pitching yeah. in the division to that. So. I mean, certainly that would be exciting. And, you know, I think that there is some frustration when you see the names Urias instead of names that were more familiar. But those projection systems don't get mad at me for saying this is just what the projection system systems say. They show him as a better player next year than the guy he's replacing in Eugenio Suarez. I don't know whether that's going to be true or not. I'm not telling you it is. I'm just telling you what the projection says. And let's remember, Teoscar and Gino Suarez, in addition to the strikeouts that they had, and we knew about that, mm. their OPSs were in the low 700s. And you get a Mitch Garver back, and he's well into the 800s. You get a healthy Hanniger, whatever you get for Hanniger, you know that he can hit at T-Mobile Park. Uh, Luke Rayleigh in the 800s. You've, you've actually, you take Jared Kelnick away. Love Jared Kelnick. Hit one home run after May 22nd mm-hmm. last year. Had an OPS after April in the 340s. Yeah. I mean, or a slug in the yeah. 340s. You, you could see, I mean, I think that the, Mar- I, I think I love the way you said that. It's been a frustrating offseason for fans. And it's been a challenging one, I think, for Jerry and, and Justin. But that doesn't mean that they're worse than they were a year ago, which I think is the common perception right now. 866-979-3776. Even grab one or two more. Carson's in P-Town. What's up, Carson? Good morning. Morning, guys. Uh, everyone's being so negative about the Mariners. I, I want to ask a positive question here. I just booked my uh, flights and tickets for spring training. Who should I be looking for when I'm down there? Wow, I love the energy there. First of all, you just woke me up. I was just early as life. starting to fade a little bit like a cup of coffee. That's absolutely fantastic. Um, I like watching the pitchers. When are you going? Oh, you're gone. Um, <laughs> if you're there early, any chance you have to get there and watch a bullpen, because if you are a baseball fan, that's when you can hear the sizzle mm-hmm. of the ball when George Kirby throws a fastball or Logan Gilbert throws a fastball. You, you, you hear the conversations that the catchers have with the pitchers. You see actual coaching. You can get so up close and personal. Uh, get there early, be there for the workouts, and uh, you know, take in everything that you can take in. Something that we're not talking about is we're not talking about the young players. Mm-hmm. You know, the roster is pretty much set, but keep an eye on Tyler Locklear. You know, that's somebody that we could see this year. Ryan Bliss, keep an eye on what he does. I don't know if they're going to invite uh, any of the young, uh, the the big hitters, the Lo- Lazaro Montes, or something like that. Uh, if they are. Go try and find them and, and hear what the ball sounds Harry like. Harry Ford's going to be bed. there, though. I, mean, I think that's Harry Ford, you're yeah, watch. he'll be there. You definitely want to watch Harry yeah. Ford. And it's uh, there you go. One Julio. more here. 
Last one, 866-979-3776. Adams and Bremerton, you'll get the last call today. Adam, what's up? Hi, guys. Um, I wanted to ask about Tim Anderson. He was the guy I was kind of looking at because he had, you know, it was really bad last year. He said he was willing to move to second base from what I've heard. I really don't think it costs you very much. And I guess I've been hearing about, like, you know, the stuff about who would hit third. And I was kind of just thinking, well, maybe you could get somebody that could hit, like, in front of those guys maybe, like one or two. Like one or two. That was kind of my idea. I Shannon, guess. what of uh, Tim Anderson? What do you make of it? I think – that one just scares me a little bit because of the age, but the creativity is there. I mean, if you are able to put somebody over on second base every day, what you are doing in that that at that point is you are bumping Dylan Moore down to that last bench spot mm-hmm. and into a true you know fill-in and utility role, and you're moving Rojas over to third to pair with Arias. And Rojas actually a little bit better at third base from what I understand. So I, I think it's probably worth a look. It's not a name that I have heard. All right. Good stuff. Thank you, everybody. You did not embarrass us at all in front of Shannon. I appreciate that. You guys came through in the clutch. And uh, Shannon, of course, was delightful as always. And now we rank. Got a list? Time to put it in order. Fred Dwarmfor's house. Top five. Top five meals that I have ever had. This is Ranked. To be honest, that list was really biased. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen. Every morning at 945 on Brock and Saw. Yeah, top ten list. I'm not buying that. Ranked. All right, it is time to rank, and Shannon has put together a fantastic uh, ranking today of Hayes. Hayes Ranked. How have we not done this? Huh? How have we not done this? I don't know. <laughs> How about huzz? Have you done huzz huh? yet? Huh? No. <laughs> no. But we haven't hey. done hay. So today we are doing hay. I ranked. tried to rank farms earlier, so. Yeah, that didn't, that go, didn't go that well. well. You're so close. Hey, Mickey. You like that one? Kind of basil. Yep. Basil? I did not know who that was. I've How never known who that was. I think it's basil. Basil. Basil? basil. I don't know. That's a good name for a puppy, by the way. That's my parents' first, my first dog was named Basil. Not Basil. No, it was Basil. <laughs> he came from All Spice Kennels, and they asked us to name him after Seriously? a spice. No. And he was an English Cocker Spaniel, so we took an English name of a spice and went Basil. Smart. Like Basil Rathbone. Basil. You can rank spices. You, yeah, next. there you go. Uh, I think we've actually ranked spices at some point. Hey now, hey Shannon doesn't think it's in the top five. Crowded House. It's a great song. Doesn't deserve it. And Shannon's like an 80s. 90s. 80s, 90s. Wave. She loves that stuff. Yes. Interesting. That's one of the things I learned about Shannon on our drive from Tucson to spring training is how into music and as a singer. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Shannon's multi-talented. I will not be late. history of this song really? last year yeah it was like a 30 page article <laughs> detailing the 29 too many steam just gonna say the same thing <laughs> I, hate documentaries. I prefer reading read that you know i'm smart <laughs> hey hey what is that oh crusty, crusty the clown, the clown is Ugh. back on the air dumb i know this was not something you put on this list no, shannon. no simpsons i didn't no put that on college either. football nope. i'm smart that was yeah. shannon she put that, that on me. you put that on yes there? Mm. i would have put this on here say hey billy mays hayes here <laughs> play like mays and i run like hayes how you doing you That's may run like has hayes, to be you but you hit like 
He drives up. Can't say that. You can't say that. Something else. How about Jason Hayward? Would have liked him. Hmm. Yes. How about hazy IPAs? Yeah. How about purple haze? Absolutely. Yes. How about hey Joe? Hey Joe. Going Jimmy. How about hey y'all? That's a good one. Oh, Shannon, you ever been to Haystack Rock? Oh yes. It's a good hay. How about Haystack Calhoun? Old, uh, old uh, WWF wrestler. I don't. Haystack Calhoun? Nope. No? All right. That's way, that. way back. How about Hey Ma? It does not seem like this is Shannon's hey, ranks. It is. She put all these down. All right. Why are you introducing we them all? Because I have the sound in front of me. She wants to. Yeah. <laughs> but you're saying, how about, like, Well, I'm saying on asking. behalf of Shannon. Hey, ladies in the place, I'm calling out to you. Shannon's dancing over here. I hope you guys are watching on the stream. That's another good thing about the crack and full representation. Absolutely. How about Trace? If you have to. I thought that was a rule. We have no Train and no James Taylor. No, I like Train. Oh. I know. I'm a sucker for Train. Man, I'm not. How about the Gin Blossoms? This is a great one. A lot of hay. I know. And there's so many. Hey, hey, with the monkeys. True. Oh, hey, the Lumineers. Yes. Hey there, Lonely Girl. How about Hey, Hey, Paula by Paul and Paula? Mm. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Remember the TV show, Shannon? Hey, dude? No. Nickelodeon? Oh. I remember that one. How about hey, Steely Dan? Yes. They played this when I saw him last week. It is a little weird, though, to hear Donald Fagan singing about a 19-year-old. It's... Like, yeah. he's like 79 years old. You're like, dude... <laughs> You're singing about, like, the fine Colombian. You're 79 years old. Like, this doesn't work. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Not Two, anymore. He's a lead singer. 206 wants to know if Van Halen. Oh! <laughs> ah, very nice. Shoot. I would just like good. to say that when we emailed last night, Justin told Shannon, yeah, we usually try to keep it to about 10 pieces of sound for <laughs> ranks. Like, That's the biggest no. lie that you've ever told hey, in your entire pipe life. Pipe down over there, Maura. Get off of my cloud. Oh! <laughs> hey, you. Out there. All alone. There's so many of these, but Dave let's get to a top five. Hey, they're lonely girl. There. The top five as chosen by Shannon. This is number five. This would have been my number one, by the way. Oh, you know what we miss, though, before we get to a top five? I'll do it later. Number five. Hey, Jude. This would have been my number one. Don't make it you always bad. put the Beatles number one. This song especially, though. A sad song and make it I think you can make an argument that. And Stairway to Heaven are the two best rock songs ever made. Shannon, I your, like the Stairway thoughts. to Heaven. I like the. You can't put Hey Jude on there. Hey Jude doesn't feel like hey a rock Jude song. Hey Jude is up there. Well, it's a by, rock song. It's by the Beatles, so I guess I would put it in that category. Welcome to the jungle up there. Hey man. <laughs> Throwback. We don't play we do that, that as much anymore. Isn't that great? <laughs> hey man. Hey man. The story behind that is so good too. Most people never knew it. It was. It came from a from a commercial. There was a commercial we used to run. It was for some divorce. I forget what one of the divorce lawyers. And the guy would come in and be like, hey, man, are you having a problem? Do you need a divorce? Hey, man. <laughs> and so when people would call, we would just play that afterwards, which I always thought was fun. And then people thought it was me. It was never me. It was always that voice. Number four from Shannon. Has to be. Nice. How can you put this one on? I have no idea. A little griffy oh, in there. Oh, that song makes me feel something. Does it? Oh, so many childhood <laughs> memories of that song. More than Hey Mickey? Yeah. <laughs> Just checking. 
All right, that was number four. Shannon went, uh, I I was surprised by this one being number three, as high as it is. Not that it's not a good one, but I was surprised that this made it all the way to number three. I think you're pretty great. Is that, uh, hey, Siri? Hey, Siri. (laughs) Now we've done it. (laughs) No, no. No, no. Oh, boy. We're going to be careful. (laughs) Hey, Siri. Number three. a big, big shock on the podium. Oh, yeah, I've just turned mine on. Yeah, all right, quiet phone. (laughs) Do you, um, do you use that a lot? You yes. big Siri person? Yeah. When I'm driving. Mm. Makes sense. Makes sense. Mm, Fat Albert, the hey, hey, hey. No, that's a good one. Hey, hey. Yeah. Dang. Electric Company. How about Hey Mama from the Black Pete, Black Black Eyed Peas? How about Hey Man Nice Shot from Filter? Okay. Yeah. There's so many of these. All right, number two. This is, again, this is Shannon's list of the all-time hey. What, did you forget one? Hey, yes. hey, good luck. What Say did you forget? Hey. Say hey. Willie Mays. Well, I know. Well, I thought we sort of covered that with the oh, Willie no, Mays. Oh, no, the real Willie Mays. That's I assume no. that was sort of covered in that, no? <laughs> All right, number two. Run is over. Carolina. Wow. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Yeah, hey now from Dave Sims. So you went with that hey now more than the, was it uh, the old Larry Sanders show, right? And then Howard does it all the time. Oh, hey yeah. Now. Oh, yeah. No. Hey no. now. We're, we're getting into baseball season. Right. You know, I almost had him call in live with it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that would have been fun. How come, uh, how come John Heyman didn't make your list? Oh, because he's a shill for Scott <laughs> Boris and the Yankees? Was that why? Easy there. <laughs> I mean, nothing untrue about what I just said. Uh, I just wasn't sure why he didn't five, make three. him on your list. And now that Shannon, big Kraken fan, the hey, hey, what do you say? <laughs> That's a good one from Forsland, yeah. for sure. Hey, hey, what do you say? That's hockey, baby. Well, number one, uh, at least on this show, I would hope is fairly obvious, and we'll get to end the show with it in just a moment. But number one. We'll catch you guys tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Until then, the hay. is in the barn. Bar. Oh. See everybody. You like that one, Shannon. I like that you one. You like the hay being in the barn? Absolutely. That's where it belongs. <laughs> it's where it belongs. That's true. <laughs> is that why you decided to rank it today? It's neat and tidy. It's like everything put away. Yes, which is what your house is going to be very shortly before you head down to spring training. What is your... Uh, Estimated departure days? On the 17th. Wow. We are officially in panic time nice. right now. Yes. Final three weeks before yes. Shannon takes off. Ready to be roomies again? Cannot wait. Mm. <laughs> and I've been yes. told we might have laundry night again. Oh, very exciting when you get laundry night. <laughs> All right. Uh, we've got to go. Shannon, thank you. It was a pleasure hanging out with you for the last three hours. Much appreciated. Uh, I'm getting my puppy on Sunday, so I will be out on Monday, but I will see you guys on Tuesday. Maybe the Seahawks will hire a coach by then. We'll see. Stick around for Bump and Stacy next. Yes, Shannon, the hay is in the barn. See you, everybody. Guys, the chopper!